millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, you're listening to a brand new episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. Yes, I'm back on the mic. He's back, baby. <laughs> He's back, baby. Wait, can I talk in the third person? That's weird. Uh, we are covering off our review of The Lost City, plus sharing all the latest movie and trailer news. Let's get into it. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. And I love that you're back with me, Tim. It's good to be back. After a lovely little holiday. It was a lovely little holiday. Went to South Australia. The holiday blues really, you know, kicked me in the teeth (laughs) last week. Uh, But we're good. Back on the agenda of Popcorn Podcast. Great to see you again. Well, great to see you too. (laughs) Oh, this is just so nice. I bet our listeners missed you too. Oh, well, thank you to Nick Labarro and... Dave Lee for subbing in for me. You can check out Lee's conversations for Ambulance and Fantastic Beast 3 available now. But let's get on with the show. Yep. The Lost City is an odd couple action comedy about reclusive romance novelist Loretta Sage, who gets kidnapped by an eccentric billionaire while on a book tour with her cover model. Determined to prove he's more than just a pretty face, the cover model Alan, a.k.a. Dash, heads into the jungle to rescue Loretta with haphazard results. The Lost City is directed by Adam and Aaron Nee, who are directing the upcoming Masters of the Universe film, Mm. with a screenplay by the brothers Nee, Oren Uziel, and Dana Fox from a story by Seth Gordon. The movie, of course, stars Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe, and Brad Pitt. Headlining, at least. Yes. There's a few other pointless characters. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Straight off the bat, comparisons are being drawn to a classic romantic action comedy called Romancing the Stone, Mm -hmm. starring Michael Douglas and... Kathleen Turner. Correct. Yes. I love that movie. Yes. Classic. Yeah, Robert Zemeckis. Oh, so yes, good. Yes, Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. So, you know, Loretta Sage, played by Sandra Bullock, is a reclusive author, mm. as was Kathleen Turner, who ends up on adventure in a foreign Caribbean country, I think. Was it in the Caribbean? Colombia, I think, is okay. Romancing the Stone. This uh-huh. one is the Caribbean, I think. Sure. So there's, there's similarities there, there's parallels there, but this is a different story, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
Look, I'm going to I'm going to start here. Look, uh, welcome back Tim, and now you're about to rip a film to shreds. Oh, here we go. I bring know. it on. I'll bring bring it, it on. on. Okay, the fire in your eyes. Yeah, because I think we're going to disagree. Fuck off. Okay, yes, no, that's fine. This is going to be fun. It's good. It's good. Look, I have to start with this. The premise of the film is a good one. I love the comparisons with, with Romancing the Stone. That's mm-hmm. all there. Yep. It's how it's the preconceived notions looking at the marketing material. There's layers of Indian there and Indiana Jones, I mean, mm. uh, maybe flavors of Lara Croft Tomb Raider films. Mm. So yeah. kind kind of kind of mm. sort of not yeah. really, maybe a little bit not. Yeah. But it achieved nothing what it was set out to do. Okay, what or, did it promise the to audience? Do? It set out to have a fun, oddball action adventure comedy and mate comedy is in inverted commas for me Far okay out. all right so unfunny okay i will give you that it's reaching for the laughs oh. in this film but i did laugh i mean look sandra bullock doing physical comedy yeah how can you not laugh at that she's so good at it i, I know but I, I i do have something on her physical comedy okay go. because i love sandra bullock i think she's one of the greatest comedic actresses especially with her filmography of oddball romantic mm-hmm. comedies and I love to see her in this play in this genre. I was okay. so excited. But the poor woman was horizontal almost the entire <laughs> film. Her <laughs> physical comedy is a really strong element of her acting ability. But I mean oddly trying to get up onto a stool and like leaning around and being stuck and, and attached to things. And I was like, can they please let this woman walk upright for more than five minutes at a time? Like she had rigor mortis in her legs or something. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> oh, like I was just, what the hell is going on? Okay, but it's hard to do physical comedy in a jumpsuit like that. And she looked fabulous in that jumpsuit. She did. Pink, sparkly jumpsuit with heels, which she did rip the heels off of, which I liked. You know, yes. So she wasn't trying to stumble yeah. around in the jungle in heels for too long. Yeah, like in, uh, was it the Jurassic World yeah. where Bryce Dallas Howard runs around with fucking eight-inch <laughs> heels the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't think Sandra Bullock's physical comedy was enough to elevate this film into the funny realm? No. It was there and I appreciated it, but it happened so often, so awkwardly, and it was almost like she didn't know what she was doing and it just didn't work within the context of everything that was going on around her. It would, It just felt really really jarring to me but you enjoyed it talk talk to me tell me why did you enjoy it I did enjoy it I mean a classic comedy trope in itself is having Sandra Bullock fail to strut in heels and they threw that scene in here you know like Miss Congeniality where she's walking through the airport with these goons on either side of her who are kidnapping her and she's like stumbling (laughs) like (laughs) that was my stumble noise yeah (laughs) when I hear that sound behind me I'll know that Lee's struggling (laughs) quick Rescue her. <laughs> Look, she slips into physical comedy so easily and mm-hmm. I find it fun to watch. It was a bit samey. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that mm. a little bit, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, sure. Can we talk about the comedy more generally here? Mm-hmm. I referenced that I didn't find this movie funny at all. You said you laughed. Look, I'm going to say I laughed from time to time, but yeah. they were few and far between. I chuckled, maybe. Okay. I yeah. did find it funny. It was enjoyable. I mean, there are some great moments and lines in this film i really loved the whole bit they did about women being able to do anything a man can do Mm. so channing tatum throws out this line when sandra bullock's trying to offer herself up as a sacrifice or protect him or something yeah and he goes oh please mansplain sexism to me (laughs) and she goes i'm a woman i can't mansplain anything and he goes well i'm a feminist and i believe a woman can do anything a man can do (laughs) that quite funny. Okay, that was funny. And this film was full of all, uh, you know, her as a literacist, as a very successful romance mm. novelist, kind of correcting 
Alan Channing Tatum, his inability to understand the context behind certain expressions or, or things. Yeah. Like Sandra Bullock's character is very educated mm. and I did like that back and forth between the two of them in that context. That mm. was funny from time to time. On the comedy, one thing filmmakers have a tendency to do these days is to let actors loose to improvise in that deadpan mm. conversational way that goes on forever. Yes. Oh okay, when you're filming it, it goes on forever and that's fine, but you've got to trim it back in the edit. Mm-hmm. It can go on too long, especially if it's not serving the story or it's not really, really funny. Mm. The longer it goes on, the less funny it can become. So, you know, you've really got to tighten those things up in the edit. Mm. Kill your darlings, as I love to say. You do, you do. I just, in general, just to build on that, the pacing of the film was so off. Like, not only Mm. did the plot struggle to have any momentum or balance, but things just, shots just awkwardly lingered. And specifically on those moments of quote-unquote comedy where they just didn't know when and how to end. Mm. You pulled out a really funny conversation. Yeah. I, I agree about mansplaining. But can I pull out a few that hit me over the head? Okay, sure. So there's a moment where Channing Tatum was reluctant to go into the water. You know, we've all seen the leech scene in the trailer. Mm. And Sandra Bullock's character says, well, I'm not asking you to procreate with it. Like, to fuck the water? Like, it just... It didn't make sense. Every random, jarring, unrelated, say it to get a reaction comedic line was just really jarring for me. And it didn't fit. It didn't fit. It made no sense. Like, why is she saying, I'm not asking you to procreate with the water, just get in the water? (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense. Anyway. Okay. Can I talk about the story a little more? Mm. There's this beautiful parallel in the way the story plays out about grief and learning to live and love again. Mm-hmm. I found that quite nice. Did you think there was enough there, though? She She's a widow, right? Yeah. So her husband was an archaeologist and he had died a few years before. So mm. hence why she's that reclusive mm. romance novelist burying herself in her work and yada, yada, yada. Doesn't want to be seen and heard. But I didn't really understand that relationship and why she was oh. so upset and that grief just really didn't play out for me. I was going to say I like that they didn't hit you over the head with it. You know, they alluded to it. They didn't do this whole backstory where they're laughing and doing things together <laughs> and we've got flashbacks and then she looks really sad. I sure. like that they treated the audience with a bit more respect. They had high expectations of their audience. And yeah, fair enough. I guess what was missing for me from a character development point of view was character development. <laughs> oh, jeez, Tim. <laughs> Woo. But that's not what this film is. It's an mm. action comedy. That's what you go for. You go for the action. Yeah, just hold the comedy. <laughs> I really didn't laugh very much. Let's talk about the adventure side of things. Okay. okay. Right from the opening bars of the score, before you even see anything on the screen, it feels like you're going on an adventure. Sure. I think that was quite successful. Mm, yeah. I mean, that was a really clever way to open the movie where she's imagining herself with her characters in the context of what she's writing on mm. the page, right? Yeah. Um, and that was a fun way to open the movie. Yeah, she I puts agree. herself in the story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you recognise the characters immediately. There's the villain motivated by ego, the woman forced out of her comfort zone, the lovelorn yeah. sidekick. I like that you can instantly recognise those characters and you didn't need, as I said before, to hit you over the head with it. Yeah, sure. Damsel in distress with this genre. You've got a maniacal bad guy, mm-hmm. which I can't wait to talk about Daniel Radcliffe's 
performance. Would you say Sandra Bullock was a damsel in distress, though? Mm, okay, maybe that's, that's the wrong way to put it. Explain to me why she wasn't a damsel in distress. Because she could look after herself pretty well in the wild, couldn't she? A bit better than Channing Tatum I could. mean, anyone can live life better than Channing Tatum's poor <laughs> character. Bless his soul. Okay, so maybe she's not a damsel in distress mm-hmm. then, sure. We mentioned that it was very similar to Romancing the Stone, so it's got mm. a lot of the same tropes, but I think mm-hmm. it had a nicer message at its heart. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, God. You know what? It, it's hard for me to agree with you on this episode. Agree with me. You want to agree with me. It was good. It was enjoyable. Look into my eyes. Look into my eyes. Not around my eyes. Into my eyes. <laughs> now you're under. It was a good film. The Lost City. <laughs> You're back in the room. Okay, yeah, Lee, I'm going to give this five popcorn kernels. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Unlikely story. Well, let's talk about the performances, sure. okay? Yeah. Sandra Bullock, we already said she slips into physical comedy very easily. Mm. It's very fun to watch. I think Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock had great chemistry together. <sighs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Don't burst this bubble. Look, I've been away from the microphone a little while. I've missed you. Maybe I just need a hug. Maybe I just need someone to tell me everything's going to be okay. But I don't know, I just didn't gel with anything this film was delivering. The, the problem that I had, though, Lee, mm-hmm. with these characters was that, okay, sure, we didn't get the whole suppy flashback about a dead husband, but yeah. I feel like we needed to establish a little bit more context on the relationship that this author had with her cover model for her books. Well, she obviously didn't like him to begin with. She didn't want to do the tour with him. Yeah, but Was that was, not clear? Well, it was clear, but it wasn't <laughs> enough. Okay. For me. And I just didn't quite believe or understand that he liked her. And I ultimately didn't believe their growing, developing, gestating romance within this context in the end. Really? No, not at all. Well, it was very one-sided for most of the film. Mm. And then she kind of realised that he was actually a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, Let me throw this at you, okay? Go on. I think Tatum did bring depth to the role of Mm -hmm. someone who could have just been a himbo for comedy value. He is in some cases. But I loved the bit. There's a really tender moment where he's trying to calm her down by tricking her into taking a deep breath. And he goes, what's that smell? Can you smell that? And she's going, what, what, what? And Mm. breathing in. I think that was beautiful. He he was deeply charming. He was really endearing. Like his character, Channing Tatum, Knew the gig. Give what the audience what they want. Yeah. You know, open Him shirt. dancing. Him dancing. Oh, my God. Did you not love the dancing scene between them? Yeah. No, I thought that was really – that was nice. I love when Channing Tatum dances with anyone. It's bloody amazing. <laughs> I like Magic Mike. I mean, he did get his – Now we get to off. the heart of why I love this film. Yeah. Channing now, Tatum dancing. And now we get to the only reason why Tim liked this movie. <laughs> Channing Tatum's abs. We talk about abs and pectoral muscles on the podcast a lot. We this have. Year. We You're have. of the pectoral muscles. Mm. Yeah. Heard it here. Uh, yeah. Look, chemistry didn't feel it. The end. Okay. <laughs> there we go. All right. I'm not going to try and convince you otherwise. You obviously are very steadfast in your opinion there. Yes. Yeah, so I've come in hot. Okay. What about Daniel Radcliffe? Mm-hmm. He makes a pretty good egomaniacal villain, I mm-hmm. think. We've already mm-hmm. seen it in Now You See Me 2, which was the magic film sequel with Mark Ruffalo, Jesse Eisenberg, Lizzie Kaplan, Woody Harrelson, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So again, we see him in this role, but he's a little more suave mm-hmm. in this one and his suits swanning around. But it's also really hard to see him as a big intimidating character, but I think he yeah. did a good job. He did a good job. Look, I feel like he was in a different movie to everybody else. I found that he was really, really over the top. I liked Oh, God, it. Yeah. Tim. <laughs> 
props to him for giving it a go. He just didn't have much to work with. Did you understand who his character was, what his motivations were? Did, yeah. Were you on board with why and how he kidnapped her and the reason behind it? Yeah. I don't know. Was I asleep in this movie? <laughs> I wonder, did you see the same film as me? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering <laughs> as well. Yeah, I mean, Radcliffe begins so suave, as I said, and then he devolves into this ruthless, sort of manic, dishevelled little mm. man, which mm. I quite enjoyed to watch. And I tell you what, his neck veins are terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe's wow. neck veins. I couldn't stop looking at them when he was going crazy. Maybe that's why you've missed most of this film. Because I got was distracted <laughs> by his neck veins. Sandra Bullock has a really nice supple neck. Um, <laughs> Johnny Tatum's is, you know, thick, big tree trunk neck. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe, veiny neck. Oh, yeah, I could talk all about the necks in this movie. I'm surprised you could see Channing Tatum's neck above his abs. <laughs> all right, look, you could trim the fat off some of this movie for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. The social media woman who tagged along like a bad smell was oh just God. a lazy attempt to target younger audiences. Yeah, and calling Loretta's manager's mother a slut for no real reason, just trying to be cool and gel in. You know, the, do you mm. remember that moment? Yeah, I thought that was ridiculous. And that was another character that didn't need to be in there either. No. The manager herself, Beth, played by Divine Joy Randolph, mm. she was enjoyable, but also really only there as a way for them to be rescued. Yes, exactly. That was it. To have someone searching for them. Yeah, she pops in and out, encounters other mm. really oddball, weird, unnecessary characters along the yeah. way. So she didn't really have much to do, but somehow she kept showing up. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, you could trim the fat off mm. a lot of this. And yeah. Brad Pitt is in the film for about 10 minutes. Oh my God. As a trained operative who goes with Alan to save Loretta, mm. he comes in, gets to do some cool action stuff. I wasn't blown away by this cameo. <laughs> oh, do we have opposing opinions <laughs> yeah. about this? You loved it? It was oh. the best thing about this movie. <laughs> Honestly, Uh, uh, and I'm so annoyed that we knew he was in it based on the trailer. Right. Because it was the only thing that was interesting about the movie. No, Tim. Yeah, no, 100%. He was so good and I loved it and I was so mad Mm. when he was no longer in the film and I thought, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Yeah, I was just salty about that. He does do fun cameos though. I do enjoy a Brad Pitt cameo. Deadpool 2, Happy Feet 2 as Will the Krill. Alongside oh Matt Damon. Wow, I love that you threw that into the mix. Yeah, that's, that's a good hilarious. cameo. That is good. But yeah, look, I did enjoy it. I just mm-hmm. wasn't like Deadpool 2 where you go, <gasps> Sure. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Because you knew he was in the trailer, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. And look, I get it from a marketing perspective. Look at this movie, Brad Pitt is in it. Um, so... <laughs> That's is what, that what marketing executives <laughs> sound trust like? Trust me, they all sound like that. We should put everything from the film in the trailer. <laughs> Oh, dear. Yeah. So, that, uh, yeah, Brad Pitt, we don't agree on that either. So, there you go. Wow. Mm, I do need a hug. What did you think about the horny pilot that was just shoehorned in? But wasn't he, like, into fucking goats or something? <laughs> <laughs> it was random. It was random. Did you catch the cameo by one of the directors as one of the inept cops that her manager was talking to trying to get them to go save her? No. Did you get a kick out of that? That was one of the directors, yeah. Oh, okay. He's done a lot of acting. Has he? Yeah. They haven't done a lot of directing together, but yeah, I'm excited to see Masters of the Universe and what they do with that. I think they get the brief. They do. It just needed to be finessed for me. Look, I am coming in hot. Welcome back, Tim. Please take a deep breath. (laughs) (laughs) Like Sandra Bullock needs to in the film. But I I am... 
I am a really, really, really big fan of this genre. Some of my favourite films fall into this category. Yeah. And I just thought this movie shat all over it. But um, we had different expectations of Jungle Cruise too, didn't we? And I loved Jungle yeah, Cruise. Yeah, and I didn't love it yeah. as much as you did. Fair enough. Which is hard mm. for me to say because I love Emily Blunt and The Rock. And you the know Rock. how much I love The Rock. Oh, yes, I do. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Is that his, like, little jingle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Jason Derulo. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> okay. shall, we, yes. shall we wrap up this film, please? please? Let's go for it. Okay. So, The Lost City is a hot mess, lacking cohesion in the plot, script, and editing. The comedy is unbalanced and barely fires, leaving you perplexed at how almost nothing worked. Bullock literally rolls around on the floor for two hours. <laughs> And Radcliffe seems to be in a completely different film to anybody else. All I want from this film ever being made is for Brad Pitt's character to get his own movie. I honestly regret to inform you that this film is completely forgettable. I'm going to rate The Lost City one and a half popcorn kernels. Well, guys, don't listen to Tim's review. (laughs) Listen to mine, okay? The Lost City is worth stepping out of our COVID hermit holes for a cinema adventure. Between the easy chemistry of the likeable leads in Bullock and Tatum and the devolving depravity of Radcliffe, plus the romantic adventure formula that doesn't simply rehash a classic, it tries to do something new, you're guaranteed an overall good time. I guarantee it. <laughs> I'm giving The Lost City four out of five popcorn kernels. Bloody hell, I was gonna, Harry. I was going to go three and a half, but just based on the shit show that you just delivered, I'm going <laughs> to say four. Okay, you can't take half a popcorn kernel that I chose not to put on to bump it up to two <laughs> and use it on top of yours. Anyway, do what you will. Guys, The Lost City is in Australian cinemas right now. Now, and more than anything in recent time, do I want to hear what you think of this film? So let us know uh, on our socials. We'd love to hear from you. Support for Popcorn Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package, Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code POPCORNPOD at manscaped.com. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived and it's an absolute game changer, Lee. Manscaped were kind enough to send me some free product, which I've loved using. And even as a married man, I still need to keep things fresh and sexy down there. Oh, you do. (laughs) Inside the performance package, you'll find their Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of those goodies. I have to say the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair trimmer is a game changer for me. I've got a bit of a hairy schnoz. I've got some weeds to whack (laughs) in my ears. So that is my favorite product in this package. Now it's time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code popcornpod at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code popcornpod. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Right, it's time to jump into the news, Tim. It's been almost 30 years since the original film in which actor Brandon Lee lost his life in an on-set accident, but a reboot of The Crow is finally moving forward. 
The Supernatural Revenge Story is based on a dark comic series and follows Eric Draven, who is resurrected from the dead by a supernatural crow after he and his fiancée are killed by a gang. Although there have been sequels to the original film, we had Kirsten Dunst was in one, Edward Furlong in another, a remake has been in development hell for many years, with both Luke Evans and Jason Momoa attached to to different projects, but it seems pre-production is now in full swing with Bill Skarsgård attached and Rupert Sanders directing. So, of course, Bill Skarsgård is Pennywise the Clown from It. He's quite terrifying. I think he might be good in this role. I completely agree. The film does seem a bit cursed, though, doesn't it? Yeah, talk us through the curses around this movie. I don't know all of them, but, I mean, poor Brandon Lee losing his life and he he was was shot. shot. Yeah. Yeah, shot on set. So Sanders, the director, is best known for Snow White and the Huntsman and Ghost in the Shell, which both courted massive controversy off screen Mm. due to the director's affair with Kristen Stewart and the whitewashing casting of Scarlett Johansson in the Japanese manga adaption of Ghost in the Shell. I don't love his films. I mean, I probably haven't seen all of them, but I'm I'm not sure about it. The director on this one. Yeah, Snow White and the Huntsman is okay. It's nothing special. Mm. Uh, I never saw Ghost in the Shell. I wonder if the off-screen stuff overshadows the work. Often that is the case, and it is a real shame. Mm. But look, let's every, every faith in Bill Skarsgård to bring something really spectacular mm. to this beloved character. So speaking of a bit of controversy, there are reports swirling that Ezra Miller's future projects have been put on hold as a reaction to the Flash star's recent trouble with the law in Hawaii. Mm. So they were alleged to have yelled obscenities and become agitated when people began singing karaoke at a bar. A couple also took out a restraining order on them, which has since been dropped, but there is also a separate traffic violation from the same period. Mm. Yeah. I mean, not to make light of the situation, but karaoke really isn't for everyone, is it? (laughs) Uh, There is starting to be a growing list of erratic behaviour and alleged assaults attributed to Miller, and it makes you wonder if it's a cry for help, which it could be the case, which is really tragic. Yeah. And uh, do they need help in some way before their career and life is completely destroyed? Is there something deeper going on? These are the unanswered questions. Well, obviously there is, and it's sad that it plays out in the public arena because of mm. their profile. Yeah, exactly. I've sort of said this, with all this stuff that's come up in the news, I said I think it's going to affect the rollout of The Flash. Mm. I, I think it's going to not do as well as it could have. Lee, Vin Diesel took to Instagram to announce that Brie Larson is joining the cast of Fast 10. Yes, 10. <laughs> uh, Diesel posted an image of the pair with the caption saying, you see this angel over my shoulder cracking me up. You say to yourself, that's Captain Marvel. Clearly, there is love and laughter in this image. What you don't see, however, is the character you will be introduced to in Fast 10. So the actor also elaborated on what we can expect from her character, continuing, you have no idea how timeless and amazing she will be in our mythology. Beyond her beauty, her intellect, her Oscar, is this profound soul who will add something you might not have expected but yearned for. Welcome to the family. Brie. God, he knows how to write a puff piece about his uh, the mythology of the Fast <laughs> franchise. <laughs> Fuck me, Dad. He is the hype man for he this really m- is. franchise. Yeah, he's the woo girl. <laughs> <laughs> the woo girl of Fast and Furious. <laughs> 
Fast 10 is the first instalment in a two-part finale for the action-packed series, which will have an overarching story to wrap everything up, and it's due in cinemas April 2023. No word yet on the release of Fast 11, but if they film it back-to-back, it shouldn't be too far behind. Yeah, it's going to be a big day when that franchise wraps up. Barring any more worldwide pandemics. (laughs) Oh, don't. No, I'll definitely need a hug. Lee, Selma Hayek has stepped in to replace Tandaway Newton in Magic Mike's last dance as Newton had to pull out due to personal reasons. Production is currently underway and the third film in the series is slated to launch on HBO Max with a streaming platform. No word on if we'll get a cinema release for it or whether it'll end up on Foxtel yeah. uh, or Binge as the streaming platform in, yeah. in this market. That's usually where HBO productions go yeah. in Australia, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's it. Steven Soderbergh, who directed the first Magic Mike film, returns to direct this third one with Reed Carolyn writing the script. The story is set to bring the story of Magic Mike to a close and Tatum has teased it will be the Super Bowl of stripping. I need to watch these films. Have you not seen them? Oh, God. Yeah. Well, now that you're a fan of Channing Tatum's abs, I think you should definitely check it out. Um, Something speaks to me in this piece of news. What was it? The Super Bowl of stripping. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) All right. Reports say the newly formed Warner Brothers Discovery created in recent weeks with the combination of Warner Media and Discovery in a $43 billion deal is exploring an overhaul of the DC universe. Finally. Finally? Finally. Oh, I know, right? Before the merger closed, candidates with experience in nurturing blockbuster intellectual property were vetted with the goal to find someone like Marvel's Kevin Feige to creatively oversee the alignment of all the separate elements of the superhero stable. What do you think they should do? If you were... These, this is what they should do, but they should have done it before they started yes. launching bloody Justice League and mm. Suicide Squad and although Suicide Squad is a separate case because it is quite good. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the sequel. <laughs> oh, God. James Gunn's one. Watch your mouth out. James Gunn's one. <laughs> uh, Obviously. Our listener was going to come for you and yeah. I was like, got a, got a free pass away from my vitriol about the lost city. <laughs> Completely ruined my credibility <laughs> with that one. It only takes one statement. Yeah. No, they should have done this, and they should, but they should have done it earlier. So I'm glad they're doing it. They definitely have to do this. So do you think they're going to go Control-Alt-Delete, literally wipe the slate and start again? <sighs> I don't see how they could do it otherwise. But yeah. but keep making those, you know, the Matt Reeves Batman film and the in- yes. individual Joker movies, that they can continue to turn out. But the whole Snyderverse, all that crap, it just needs to go away and they need to start again if they want to attempt mm. to somehow take some of the success mm. that Marvel has found over the last... 12 years or so. But get Henry Cavill back as Superman. Do you reckon? Okay. Yeah. So you're saying control out delete but still hold on and, and, to some actors? And Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman and Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Look, they're good. <laughs> it's not hitting control out delete Okay, like. well, just backspace a few. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll I, I'm curious to see what they decide to do. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be all over it. Watch this space. All right, guys, that's another episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. Uh, I'm not sure how you feel about my return to the pod coming in hot. We reviewed The Lost City, which is in Australian cinemas right now. Are you Team Lee or Team Tim? Let us know on our socials. Yes, please do. Team Lee, Team Lee. (laughs) And thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. Come and join in the conversation. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Popcorn Podcast. Thank you. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.